0: Alright guys, wow, in the middle of a yawn, welcome back to the podcast, welcome back to Hempication, here on this podcast, uh, I don't even know really what we talk about in all honesty, um, kind of about culture, spirituality. Kind of about THC cannabis, um, kind of whatever comes to mind. Um, today's weed day for me, um, I had uh, about five milligrams of 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 uh, Petra, um, edibles, Petra. Uh, So the brand is Petra, sorry, the brand is Kiva, but they make a mint called Petra, kind of like, you know, like Greek rock. Um, So they're actually like mint uh, texture candies, but this is a pineapple flavor hybrid. They're 2.5 milligrams each. I took two, so that's five milligrams. Um, And still vaping this uh, new vape cartridge. Um, but yeah, today I was kind of thinking. Um, I mean, I'm always kind of thinking, but um, I've been kind of thinking lately about kind of like my levels of like irritability, anger, just kind of like. I mean, it's not It's not like it's new. It's not, like, brand new. But I think it's kind of, like, interesting because I'm not always that way. Like, usually I'm kind of, like, in a decent mood. And then on occasion, this kind of, like, negativity just kind of stems from someplace. And it's kind of interesting how it is during my day too. Um, So what I notice is like in the morning, it kind of depends how how my morning is. Uh, Some some days it's really hard to predict. Like Monday, I woke up feeling great, but I just had like four full days off. Um, So before that was Sunday, I felt good Sunday. I think Sunday was the psilocybin day. Um, Saturday, it was my birthday, so I felt great. Um, but you know, there was a little tiredness from not being able to sleep the night after the concert, being out later than usual after the concert, um, and you know, sleeping in a new place in the hotel and you know, um, you know, I was there with a friend and like that was fine, like I was comfortable with the friend being there, but it was just kind of you know new surroundings new environment me and this friend don't usually like crash out places together like we hang out a lot but it's like daytime activities kind of kind of friend <clears throat> um and you know the hotel was decent i mean interior it was it was nice you know it was not one of the nicest but considering we were just getting something cheap that was nearby the venue Um, it was probably between the price and the interior and the comfort inside, um, and the cleanliness, it was decent. I mean, I wasn't so into paying the $7 parking. I wasn't so into the next day, my car not working and then having kind of a little bit of a, of an interaction with one of the hosts, uh, one of the, uh, Clerks or hosts or whatever um, you call the people who work, work the desk, they kind of were being a little too extra. Like I was just trying to, you know, I checked out at eleven, and I was trying to tell them like around twelve twenty that the tow truck was coming, and you know, they just seemed so like annoyed by it. But there were other cars there, and I saw that they also had like a sign up that said fifty dollars Sofi parking. Um I mean I think there was a Rams Chargers game that after that evening um and, at SoFi and so or was that the evening? Yeah, no, that was the evening. Yeah, that was Rams Chargers at SoFi. And then I think the next day was going to be um that Yankee at um the Forum, but um Yeah, I was just kind of a little irritated that They were just not being too understanding. Like they, I don't really like it when people get kind of in a mode where they're like, "Well, you better do this or else." When it's like, I'm just trying to communicate with you that I I understand that I'm not supposed to be here, but also I'm a paying customer. I already paid. The lot's not full at all. Like there was my car, another car that was next to mine, and maybe like. There was, like, a covered, like, carport. Um, there were probably, like, two cars on each side. So total maybe, like, six cars. Um, and we checked out at 11, went and grabbed lunch real quick, came back by 12.15. I told them the tow truck was supposed to be there by 12.20. It turns out I missed the call from the tow truck at, like, 12.10, and they canceled my, my situation. And I was looking at the AAA app, of course. It was supposed to show me when they were when they were coming, and it turned out they weren't coming. Uh, It said it said one fifteen after that, and then when I finally got in touch with the actual tow truck people, they're like, no, we canceled it, and then I tried to call AAA back, and they were like, no, um, we'll we'll get you another ride, and then they're like, it's coming at like twelve twenty, and the people were already, you know, the people at the desk were like, you know, I'm literally they wouldn't let me sit in the lobby. So I'm literally like sitting outside the lobby, like in the little driveway where you drive your car into the carport. And I'm literally just sitting there because it's the only shady spot to sit in the shade because it's like 85, 89 something degrees outside. And I'm literally just sitting there on the ground from like 11 o'clock on. And of course, my phone is like slowly dying because it was like at 60 something percent, 50 something percent when I left. But All the times I was, like, looking at the app and on AAA, you know, call and, like, you know, I was listening to some music before because I thought that the ride was coming fast and, like, I was kind of draining my battery a little bit, not knowing that the ride wasn't going to come. So it was just kind of a little bit of a stressful situation because I was like, this is stupid. Like, they were telling me, you know, you're going to have to pay for parking you're, you know, $50, like, I don't know if they meant the $7 parking or the $50 parking, because the park at the hotel, when you check, when you check in a room, it's, it's $7 to, and their check-in was at 2 p.m., so people were going to start coming in at 2 p.m., um, and there was a game that night, too, so for SoFi parking, they were charging 50 bucks, so I'm like, dude, like, okay, like, how much are they going to make me pay? And then the guy's like, well, if you, if either you have to pay parking or we're going to tow your car. And it's like, what the heck? I'm already waiting for a freaking tow truck. You know, AAA doesn't pick up the freaking phone. My, my, my phone's dying. You know, I'm trying to talk to this stupid bot on the AAA app. And it's like, sorry, we don't understand that language or whatever. We haven't learned that phrase yet. And I'm like, dude, I need a freaking tow truck. Like, (laughs) um, So that was going on Saturday. Um, And I basically was just sitting there, and I was just like, you know, like, it's going to be fine. I was just kind of breathing, and, you know, I had the money. So at the end of the day, at the end of all of that, I I, I looked on Yelp. I called the closest tow truck that was less than a mile away. And I was like, look, how fast can you guys get me over to this other part of the city? And they told me it was going to be, like, $150. bucks. i am like, whatever, fine, like, just let's just pay the 150. Like I didn't really care at that point. Cause I was like, either I pay 50 bucks and my phone dies and I wait for however long for, cause you know, my phone was dying. I wait however long for the tow truck or, you know, whatever. So like that day, that was my birthday, but the most stressful part of my birthday. But the day before when I was driving over by the stadium, um, all the lights on my dashboard kind of came on <clears throat> this was like Friday afternoon. So I kind of, I kind of was like a little prepped. I was like, all right, that's not normal, but the car is driving normal and it's sounding normal. And when my friend wanted me to drive, when we went to grab tacos after, I was like, okay, but just letting you know, the car is kind of in a, in a state, you know, like it might be, something might be going on, but I don't really know. Cause it sounds fine. And it's driving perfectly fine. Like I didn't notice anything out of the norm, but the lights kept coming on. And I was like, that's not a good sign. Like you know, but sometimes you just don't know when cars are that old. You're just like, I, I just don't know. But I wasn't driving that far either. Um, and so we got in my car, we drove, got tacos, whatever. Um, the Friday, uh, so the Thursday before that, um, that was a stressful day for me because it was, you know, my last day at work, not my last day, but like it was the last day I was working. Um, and I remember that day just feeling like pretty, like, pretty stressed out um um no no no, sorry I'm wrong because Thursday Friday I was off so Thursday wasn't wasn't the stressful day I think I was kind of like coming down from the stress on Thursday but I don't recall exactly all I was actually doing on Thursday I don't think I did anything I don't think I really went anywhere um and Wednesday after work that was the day that I got you know, six extra clients, a seventh on the way, like an email about to enroll one person, and then uh, I got six other clients from somebody else who was leaving the job. So pretty much, I have like seven new clients, and I was like, you know, I'll deal with this when this current week was going to start. So um, the end of the end of last week was kind of rough, uh, or mid last week, but the end of my work week last week was pretty rough. But then. I kind of just like smoothly came into the weekend. Um, At the moment of the stuff that happened on Saturday, I was a little irritated with the with the guy that I was talking to. And then a little bit, you know, like I was kind of, I was kind of thinking about ways to address things with him because I kind of wasn't really like responding. I was just like showing him my phone. It's like, look, like I'm, it shows like the timestamp of when the and the tow truck's going to arrive. And I thought that was accurate. So I was like, I don't know what you want me to do. Um, they keep changing the time or whatever. And it, it was showing up on the app. And so I just showed him through the little window, like the picture of my phone. Like, you know, he just didn't seem like he wanted to talk or anything. He was pretty stressed out, I can tell. But I was kind of going to ask him if he, if he was putting more pressure than that because he didn't put more pressure. He kind of just said what he had to say. And then they just kind of left me alone. When I was, like, waiting outside, um, they didn't really ask me, like, how long is it gonna take, like, when's the guy gonna come, like, whatever. I could tell he kinda had, he was definitely, um, tending to the parking lot, like, he's not, like, a parking lot attendant, but he was, like, making sure people weren't, like, parking in there, and trying to, like, have every car accounted for, cause when you go in there, the car, um, they give you, like, a little, uh, thing for your dashboard, um, a little, like, parking permit for your dashboard, and so it says when you're allowed to be there from, and so he was kind of paying attention to, to the few cars that were there and making sure that they were all accounted for, and, uh, mine was accounted for, and then a couple people kind of came, um, while I was there, because, you know, like I said, the two, 2 p.m. was check-in time, and I was still technically kind of there, I think, near 2 p.m., um, so I was there for like, um, probably about two, two, maybe two and a half hours max. But I think about two hours after my friend left. Um, uh, and I, you know, I'm not saying my friend shouldn't have left. I mean, like, dude, if you're driving down to San Diego from LA and you're just trying to leave, I mean, she drove in like three hours traffic going back down, Um, And so I'm like, dude, I'm not even going to trip. Like, I I didn't, I, and I really thought the tow truck was coming too. And, you know, I was like, I don't need her to like stay. Like, what are you going to do? Like, wait with me for the tow truck. Like, there's nothing more anybody could have really done, you know? And it's like, you got like a hundred miles to drive. Like, I'm not trying to like get in your way of your day. Like, clearly, you know, you just drove up here last night and now you're driving back today. So it's like, you know, it was quick, but yeah I mean it was a good time though I mean it wasn't a bad time there was just that moment where I was a little bit stressed um, and really it only lasted like not even the full two hours because I wasn't really stressed the whole time it was just more so once my phone was like getting closer to dying once it was like in the teen percentages I was like because I try not to let it go lower than 20 percent especially when I'm not anywhere near a charger Um, So that's one thing I do want to just get a new battery for my phone because, you know, I leave it on charge overnight and stuff. And then after a while, it's just fully drained. But I was kind of like a little bit like, um, uh, yeah, I was kind of like a little um, um, just kind of. I was doing okay, you know, I was, I was feeling pretty, pretty good, you know, like, I I try not to, I'm, when I try to reflect on things lately, I've been trying not to take them for the negative, um, but the question I was going to ask the guy, because I kind of came up with, I was trying to come up with solutions, so, because I was getting a little irritated, because I could pick up on his stressed energy, and how he was, like, irritated with me, So I was kind of going to be like, okay, like, if you were in my position, what would you do? You know, like, take, let's take this out, out of the fact that you're mad at me for something that's completely out of my control. Like, what would you do? You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, get free illegal parking or anything it's like my car literally won't start if I could roll it onto the road I would roll it onto the street but I can't even like start the thing and I can't really put it in neutral on my own and then like park it on a busy street like that's not really something I can easily do by myself and with the heat as it was and everything I was like that's just not gonna happen but um I mean if somebody would have helped me roll it out I would have gladly just help somebody to help me like roll it so I could parallel park it on the street or something well not even parallel but like park it outside you know and you know wait you know for the tow truck or something but I was like you know that I that's just something I thought of right now it wasn't even something that um I was thinking of then like I was just more like okay you're making a a little stressful of a situation something that it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be this stressful because um, I, I really wasn't trying to get over on anybody I was just like I was communicating as well as I could I told him early that hey my car stalled I told him before I left but I was just like my car stalled we're waiting for the tow truck it's coming in an hour and 20 minutes and we'll be right back so we left and came right back um I wasn't really trying to stay there So maybe that was kind of why they were like a little bit, um, irritated. Like maybe they're, maybe, I mean that I didn't think about that, but it's like, technically you are supposed to leave at 11 AM. And I did technically just like leave my car there. Um, but you know, again, it wasn't full. Like, so I, I guess they were kind of doing me a solid by not making me have to pay the parking, I mean, technically, maybe I did owe them the parking, Um, so that kind of makes sense, but I also wasn't, like, going to an event or anything, I was literally just, like, waiting for the tow truck, so I wasn't, you know, I I don't know, I can kind of see it from multiple perspectives like that, but um, otherwise, yeah, Monday was a fully, you know, great day, and then last night was fine, but I don't know why. I wasn't too tired until, like, a little after midnight. Then I woke up a little, maybe before or at, like, 6 a.m. or so. And I was like, I only slept, like, 6 hours. And, like, I was kind of tired and I was kind of debating, like, uh. Because I know I'm not going to fall back to sleep. I was trying to rest. Because I was like, I could get almost two more hours of sleep in. Um, but I knew I wasn't gonna fall back to sleep, so that was a little frustrating. And then I woke up just kind of like, okay, I don't know if I'm gonna start work late today and just kind of like, just, or just like suck it up and work. But I started on time, ended on time. It was just kind of like anything that kind of gets in the way of this job lately is kind of just like an extra, um, irritating kind of thing it's like I just want to sleep on time and wake up and feel refreshed and not have to really deal with like just not wanting to work on time or just like all the stuff that comes up at work um but you know I I got to thinking too like when it comes to like being irritated with things when it comes to being angry about things Like, I started, like, thinking, I mentioned this before, I started thinking about my, um, kind of, like, how, how it was when I grew up, and I kind of noticed, like, you know, the energy in the house, like, the energy, kind of, like, the, you know, the vibe of the whole house, and, like, how my dad was always kind of, like, in a bad mood, um, he wasn't, like, um, like, in a playful, fun mood or whatever. Like, when it came to Sundays and stuff, when we did sports and things, he usually seemed to be, like, kind of in a better mood maybe. Uh, But he didn't really seem to be, like, in a good mood, like, after work. Uh, That was, like, almost every single day. He'd just kind of be, like, completely disengaged. Like, you know, he'd come home and maybe, like, watch sports or something if that... And then, you know, we'd just all eat dinner together as a family, and then we'd all be, like, talking, and he'd just be, like, completely silent, pretty much not saying anything, and anything he did have to say was usually, like, negative, um, just kind of, like, it's like, okay, like, but we just kind of got used to it, and we we're just like, whatever, he's, like, always grumpy, like, that's kind of how I grew up, he was just, like, always in a grumpy, grouchy mood, was, like, never really approachable, never really, like, in a good mood, And I was just like, man, I just don't get that. And then I started noticing it recently. I was just like, yeah, like some days after work, I just totally feel like that. Like, I'm just like, like, man, like, I don't want to be around anybody, but I can't just like not do anything every day after work. Like, that's not a solution. Um, And, you know... Um, like some days I'm just like, you know, like, especially cause I'm like at home with the family now and it's like, okay, like it's kind of a little hard sometimes to not be just like irritated with people. Like I try not to make it like overtly irritated, but I'm just kind of like, okay, like leave me alone. You know, it's like, like people have good intentions, you know, like usually my mom will tell me like what's in the fridge, or what's, you know, what's going on, or what she did today, or whatever, and, you know, usually it's, like, I'm just trying to, like, veg out, and, like, watch some sport, or, like, watch something, and just, like, not be spoken to, and not talk to anybody, and not engage in conversation, and unless it's, it's kind of different, though, because when I'm talking to my friends, I like talking to my friends, I like interacting with my friends, and stuff, there's just something I don't know what it is, and I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm bitter, like, that's kind of what I was thinking, I was like, why would I be bitter, but it's just kind of like, I just don't want to, it's just, I just don't want to interact, you know, it's just like, dude, just like, leave me alone, um, it's just kind of weird, and it's not really something I enjoy, because it's not fully like me either, which is kind of weird, um, I'm kind of just I've kind kind of just gotten to be that way. Like I'm just kind of like you know what? Like I just don't want to be like involved. Um, And for me, that kind of works because I'm just like I'm in my own life, doing my own things. Um, I'm not too. I don't really share too much of my life with my parents. It's very like surface level, like. You know, like we'll talk about work, we talk about like future plans for like education, if that's a thing or if anybody's learning anything or whatever. But other than that, we don't really talk about our lives too much, like trips or whatever. Like, you know, like I'll kind of fill my parents in a little bit about my friends so they kind of know like certain people that I'm gonna go see, like they know which friends kind of live where. And, you know, where I met them from and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, they don't really, you know, know too much. Like, not like in a gossipy way, but they just don't really know, like, too much about my social life, about my friend circles, about um too much. Like, they know kind of like about the house where I was leaving. Like, they know about that environment. But they don't really know... I don't know if they know how much I make. I know they used to know how much I made. Because I remember telling one of my uncles that. um, Because he was, like, asking me. And then, you know, he was, like, making such a big deal about it. um, About, like, how the cost of living is and how much I get paid and what kind of work I do and stuff. And he's just like, wow, how do you only get paid that? And, like, you live in such an expensive place. And, like, how do you even afford to live? Because he was kind of, like, complaining that I was, like like kind of like saying like okay like how dare you make your parents pay for your ticket to this funeral that was like on the way to you know it was like Thanksgiving weekend and we had to suddenly buy the tickets because it wasn't like a planned kind of thing um so we didn't have time to really buy like affordable tickets so of course I couldn't afford like Like almost a thousand dollars for a ticket, just like on the spot, because I was like, Well, I had to pay the rent. And so, basically, I think my parents helped me pay the rent, and then I paid for the ticket or something like that. I can't remember which one it was, but um, my I think my dad was like mentioning it, like he was gonna like Venmo me or whatever. I don't know if it was Venmo or what, um, but. Um, he did that, and then I think my uncle was kind of like, Oh, like, how dare you know? And I'm just like, Look, if you want to see me, you know, I can't really afford to be flying out here like this. Like, you either see me the way you see me, or you just get off my back, kind of thing. You know, it was like, dude, like, what, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he's kind of he's the kind of person who just like talks, and you're know, just like, What the hell? But, um, it kind of was like a little more forgiving of it because I was just like whatever like he's just kind of this way and he's he's clearly grieving and I'm just like whatever I can just like leave it alone but I'm clearly annoyed like still I even think about it's just annoying like it's just an annoying thing for somebody to say um but just stuff like that um like that's not something that happens regularly um the car thing is kind of uh It's not really something that happens regularly. It's just that a lot has happened in the last, like, year with this car. Um, A lot of the original major parts are kind of needed repairs. And I needed, um, uh, what's it called? I needed, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, yeah, a smog check. I needed a smog check between so I had to get repairs to pass the smog check. Um, but it's not really that big of a deal. It's just like an extra added thing. But I I really think about things through through and I I do the math on everything. And it's like, you know, as annoying as it is for cars to stall or have to get repairs, Um, I mean, I'm not into being in the debt. I'm not really a fan of it. Um, I mean, I'm in enough debt from student loans. And I told myself, you know, I'm not getting into any more debt uh, for any more reasons um, at all. You know, like I told myself that. And so maybe it's rigid thinking, but I'm like, unless I need a new car, I'm not going to get one because the cost of fixing the car isn't really um, isn't really going to be worth, you know, just being able to drive without it ever breaking for, like, years, um, for me, that's kind of not necessarily worth the price, especially because I'm, right now, especially because I don't drive every day, um, and I do have AAA, actually, it's just that I, you know, can tow me, like, 100 miles, and that's pretty much the distance between here and, um, uh, like it's between L.A. and San Diego, and so, um, no matter where I am, I could either get to San Diego or I can get to um, L.A. So it's kind of like it's not really that big of a deal. It's just you know, um, this last one when I paid out of pocket, which was not maybe the smartest thing, but it's like, I figured if my phone dies and then they cancel the ride again, not the ride but the the tow truck again. I'm really going to be stranded. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I was going to have to probably tell the hotel to let me pay for a you know, to to call a tow truck for me anyways and I would have had to just pay for whichever one they called. So it probably would have come to the same thing even though the AAA may have shown up, but I don't really know for sure if they were or not. Um but yeah, I um so yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I can't tell if, if like the anger, if the anger and irritability is more of an attachment thing. Um, I, I, I was kind of thinking about that. I was like, is it? But it's kind of hard to really like tell. Um, I do like my distance though, and it's kind of just my own style with things. Like I'm kind of like there's certain people that I'm like you're allowed in and certain people where I'm like you're not allowed in and that's just kind of how I am um there's not usually the people who are on the list of like you're allowed in they never really get on the list where they're not allowed in and then kind of vice versa like the people who are kind of on the list where I'm just like you're you're not allowed in I kind of rarely would make any exceptions for that um and it's just kind of a lot of times it's kinda of based on like, do I feel like you really understand? You know? Like I feel like I have a lot of family members even that kinda of like like do you really get me? Like, you kinda of don't really seem to think in the same kind of way. Like people who are kind of like maybe a little like sarcastic, judgy, like like, you know, people who people who kind of say stuff, um, in kind of like a sarcastic way, but you know they don't mean it, you know? It's like, um, like people that just kind of say things in a, in a, in a, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, they say things in a sarcastic way, but they don't necessarily mean what they're saying. They're not like, you can tell that that's not really their full viewpoint, but they kind of maybe say it because they're like... Um, it's either like either an insecurity or like a like they're trying to be funny or something Um, or not really taking the conversation seriously or something Like I don't know I'm kind of like it's kind of hard for me to be like around people who are like that all the time for me it's just like okay like I don't know like it's I don't know what it is. Like, it's just, it's just interesting Um, to be around people who are kind of, like, act, acting that way. It's kind of, like, I get, I think it's kind of, like, the acting aspect of it. It's kind of, like, I know you don't really think like this, so why don't you just say what you mean? You know, it's, like, to me it's kind of, like, tiring. Because then it's, like, I don't really want to engage in conversation with somebody who's really kind of, like not really fully wanting to have a conversation, but then they want to have conversations about a bunch of stuff that's just kind of like, I don't really care about any of this. Like, you know, it's kind of, maybe it's selfish on my end, but it's like, I feel too that with my job, I spend so much time being selfless that it's like, you know, usually at the end of my day, I am pretty selfish, very much so. And... You know, I don't even, I don't even care. Honestly, a lot of the times I'm like, dude, I'm freaking selfish. Like, I don't even care. Like, if I don't want to talk to you, you know, you can be talking like directly to me. It can be family members. Usually I'm not really the same with friends, but like with family members, especially they can be just like talking to me and I'll just be like, I won't even like respond because I'm like clearly watching something or clearly like writing or doing something else. Like, I don't really like to be like interrupted even if I'm in, like, a public space, it doesn't mean I really want to be talking. Um, it's just kind of, like, I don't know. I think I'm I'm kind of particular, but I think it's also, like, for other people who come across me um, who don't maybe really know me or don't really know these things directly about me, um, it's kind of, like... It's kind of tiring to try to explain, and then it's kind of tiring to try to, like, just keep on, like, just, like, okay, like, you're being annoying, you know? It's kind of, like, that's kind of how I feel. It's just, like, I get irritated, and it's not, it's not really necessarily the other person. It's more so me that's getting irritated that people aren't just, like, being the way that I need them to be. Um, like, I don't really know if there's much I can really do about that. Like, it's just kind of how it is. Um, also, I'm kind of in a situation at a place where I don't really want to be, anyways. Like, and not even because it's bad. There's nothing negative about it. It's just, I wasn't, this wasn't in the game plan. I wasn't really trying to be here. Um, it wasn't really, like, even fully planned. I just kind of, like, moved. Um, within like a few days of, of a decision, maybe like a week or two of deciding, um, it was just kind of a whole, like, Hey, look, I'm working remotely. Let me just move to the other city a hundred miles away. Um, all of a sudden, you know, like that's kind of what happened. So, um, yeah, I wasn't too sure, um, what what exactly was um, gonna be expected so you know I mean it's easy here but that's probably the hardest thing where I'm just like I don't want to be a jerk you know like I don't really want to be a jerk so I can just like stay to myself but I also don't want to be like isolated and just kind of like clearly just avoiding people just because I don't want to be a jerk, you know, it's just like, that's kind of the situation I'm in lately, and it's not really a problem, but it kind of is, it's kind of just like, oh my gosh, but, I don't know, it's kind of one of those problems that aren't really a problem, um, there are always like bigger issues out there, but, um, I mean, the more I kind of talk to the people that are kind of, like, around me, I'm kind of, like, around a lot of people who want to be interacting, and I'm kind of not really into interacting with just anybody any old way. Um, I've kind of gotten, you know, I, I feel like in San Diego, I was trying to explain this to one of my... LA friends, like in San Diego, I kind of built a life for myself that I wanted, you know, as far as like socially, like maybe the financial end wasn't necessarily what I was hoping for, but you know, it, it worked enough, um, for me to be like able to sustain a lifestyle that I liked. Um, and so I wasn't really trying to get rid of that too quickly, Um, and I was also, um, just kind of, like, like, trying to adjust to you know the living environment because it it did change even though it was always a little bit chaotic you know partially at the beginning it was kind of funny because it was just like oh my gosh like I can't believe like how like weird of situations are coming up um I just couldn't believe it because it was so like out there that was like what is going on but I did kind of have hopes that it might change so I was like well it might change and then when I realized it wasn't changing but it was in fact getting worse I was like dude this is getting way worse like um not like way worse like I never felt like unsafe I just felt like I just was, like, over it. I was over everybody in that house. I was just like, dude, I don't want to interact with anybody. I'm already like that with roommates. I don't want to interact with anyone, you know? Like, here's your rent. Leave me alone. Like, I would be perfectly fine as long as people are just friendly and, you know, pleasant to just not talk to me. I don't want to talk to them. Like, I don't want to engage with you. Um you know, I have my own life, my own people to engage with. I don't want to engage with people that I don't want to engage with. And so it was kind of like that there. I was just kind of like hoping that it would just be like, let's just all happily ignore each other. Like, this is fine. Like, why do we need to like interact? We don't need this, you know? Um, but anyways, I don't want to get into ranting about the house, but, um, but I'm just saying it to say, like, it's kind of weird that I wasn't, Maybe, um, I don't know if I was angry while I was there. I don't know. Because I really tried not to be there. And I tried to just kind of, like, I just was, like, shut it off. Like, just, you gotta just work and do what you gotta do. But it did kind of get to a point where, like, I wasn't, like, functioning so well. Um, I think, like... April I started functioning a little bit better um I remember February and March being pretty like I don't remember specifically what it was but I was like um just not sleeping well at all and waking up and I was just like not into into the job at all and that's when I first started not being into the job and then I just started like waking up, like, whenever I wanted to wake up, and I'd work, like, as long as I wanted to work, and that was basically it, um, and then I'd go rant on a podcast somewhere, and that was basically kind of, like, my daily routine every day, um, for a while there, and, you know, like, but, but I did, ultimately, other than that house, I, and all the other roommate situations I've had, like, I did pretty much build, pretty much the life that I wanted out there as far as, like, socially, um, and I noticed kind of while I was there, and then even coming back to LA, um, so while I was there, I was like, let me just get rid of things one by one that never have worked for me, and I just was like, this church doesn't really work for me, like, not necessarily that I have something fully against it but the church just has nothing against nothing nothing that it's really offering me that at the end of the day you know I feel benefited by this Um, the church I grew up in I mean um, not necessarily all churches Um, I've had great experiences at churches Um, I'm not against churches I'm not against church, I just, there are just certain church environments that I'm like, you know, this is not for me, so I was like, okay, that's not for me, there's a, you know, there were certain other stuff that just wasn't for me, so it's just, just like, the mindset of, like, what to do and not do socially, like, things like um, avoiding bars, clubs, drinking, things like that, because I kind of started to notice you know, in a city like San Diego, it's going to be really hard to meet people. Like, I noticed I was going to be missing out on opportunities if I adhered so closely to these like religious traditions. I was like, okay, think about it. If you don't go out on a Friday night at all, ever, and mostly everybody you know goes out on Friday nights, and if you don't go out on Saturdays, you know, during the daytime, ever, and then other people like to go out you know sometimes in the daytime or whatever and if you never go out to bars or clubs ever um I was kind of like okay that if I cut all that stuff out and keep just cutting it all out it's it's you know where am I going to be socializing like who am I going to even meet because everybody I, I met was kind of like, that's kind of how you meet. You just go and do those things. And I it's not that I wasn't ever, like, familiar with bars or clubs. But I kind of came into San Diego thinking, like, I'm going to, like, stay with this religious tradition. Even though I wasn't fully... uh I wasn't... So let me put it this way. I wasn't against Adventism... Um, I'm still not, I still love a lot of it, but for me, it's like, I have to feel like either a conviction about it or like, sometimes I just wake up one day and I'm like, okay, I want to like get into this certain practice about this religion and then I'll just do it. And it's a quiet thing. I'm not like announcing it, I'm announcing it to people or whatever. I'm just kind of doing it on my own and I don't really like talk about it or whatever. I just do it just kind of like how people fast you know, and they just, like, fast, and then they're not just, like, hey, everybody, I'm fasting, you know, it's, like, you know, they just do it, you know, like, that's kind of more my style with things, it's, like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, do this as long as I feel like I need to challenge myself to do this, because it does, you know, the things that I would try to do would be beneficial, like, I found them beneficial, it helped me get things back onto a track when I was kind of, like, kind of like out of balance with stuff I noticed that like there's certain traditions that you know when I went back to them it really helped my life significantly but I also noticed you know um, when I was doing it when I didn't feel like doing it and I wasn't doing it for myself or I wasn't doing it for like a spiritual reason and I was just doing it to like avoid like either other people judging me or me feeling like bad about not doing it, and maybe me judging myself, even, I, I think that happened, um, even though it's maybe kind of weird, but I think I, I would kind of be, like, kind of hard on myself about not keeping the rules and stuff like that, um, at some points in my life, um, but I do think it's, I, my personal opinion is that it's okay to kind of go back and forth, um, um, And when I need, when I need like a form of grounding, it always does kind of help me to get back into those traditions because it's like, it's like second nature. It's like, okay, like when you notice you're not sleeping well or you're just not feeling well or things just are kind of all out of whack, even when it comes to like um, any kind of substances, mostly my substances of choice would be just like weed and alcohol um, I don't really like alcohol. I'd probably say psilocybin over alcohol, but I'm not going to be, like, you know, dropping shrooms, like, on a regular basis. It's just not something that I do on a regular basis um, for myself. Like, I, I don't even think it would do anything to me if I did microdose shrooms, like, even every day. Like, I think I'd probably have more benefits from it if I did that, but um, I just don't because, you know... I i think with everything it's good to set limits um and i've kind of just for now at least that's the limit i've set with psilocybin it's not gonna be every day it's more of like a ritual thing it for me it's not you know um it's like a ritual ceremonial thing for me it's not so much uh it's not so much like a like an everyday kind of like yo i'm just gonna like like i'm just gonna vape i'm just gonna hit this vape like it's not like that you know for me anyways Um, even though I've never had negative experiences with it, um, but yeah, I do notice that it does help me to kind of go back to like religious roots and things, but one thing I did notice too was, um, was when I moved to San Diego, I was not into any of the churches, um, that were from the denomination I grew up with, And I was like, they're they do not they are not the same. Like, I'm used to LA style. Um, I wasn't used to that kind of like, oh, let's go back in time kind of style. And then I started going to like a non-denominational kind of mega church with a lot of little satellite sites. Um, I would go there. Um, there was a period where I used to go a lot. And it was just like fun. It was just part of my routine. And it was something I did... With or without friends, you know, I'd just, like, go and it would just be fun. Um, and I don't even think we really discussed it way too much. We just kind of went because it was just kind of, like, something we did for a period of time. And then we'd probably go out for drinks or whatever. Like, I don't remember exactly what we did, but I think we would kind of just hang out after. It wasn't really um, too big of a deal, but um, it was a fun time. It was a good time. And, um, you know, I was just, like, trying to, like, find, like kind of my vibe there and I kind of found it you know I was kind of like you know I can still set limits for myself and you know I I kind of started learning you know noticing and like learning and challenging myself that like you know a lot of the stuff I was taught through the church is just not fully accurate like staying away from certain things yeah it can be good because you don't get too far deep into like addiction or too far deep into some stuff, but I feel like that's, for me, my opinion is that it's not balanced. I think there's also the other side where it's like, you do have to kind of let go of some of the religious stuff to kind of learn more about yourself in in different ways and try to challenge yourself. Like if I had stayed out of bars and clubs, if I had just adhered to the religion, you know, I think there's a lot of people I wouldn't have met. There's a lot of people who wouldn't have understood that, There's a lot of people who would have taken it like, oh, you think you're better or you think, you know, they might assume that I think in certain ways that I don't think just because I would maybe be talking about church so much like the topic of like church and God and Jesus. It's like so loaded, you know, you you can't just easily mention it and not have certain people just like having emotions drawn up about it. Um, I just, you know. I told myself, though, I was like, you know, this isn't something I need in my life in the way that it was in my life um, before. So it's kind of taken me away. Oh, oh, it's taken me a while to kind of adapt to my own method of um, engaging with that type of thing. Um, it's still a challenge. It's still not easy. It's still like you know, I'm kind of, I do feel kind of pulled in multiple directions by multiple, like I, I have like different groups of friends from different walks of life, from different time periods in my life. And it's like, I, you know, like, it's kind of interesting when I, when I interact with my friends that I grew up with, you know, I, you know, I literally have to tell them how I interact with people. Like, it's just kind of like a weird thing that I'm just like, look, When I left here, I was like this, and now, you know, I do these other things, and I don't want to hear your opinions about it, and I don't want you judging me about it, and in fact, I don't really want to hear you judging anybody that I know, you know, I don't want to hear about anybody's judgments of any other person, like, literally, I've had to literally say that, you know, like, as a disclaimer before I met up with people, because I was like, I don't know, like, I don't even know if that's wrong, you know, it's like, I feel like people should be allowed to be who they're going to be, but I just kind of have to put it out there, I'm like, look, I know you guys know that I don't go to church, but I also have, like, really, um, you know, my standards as far as, like, the stuff I didn't like about the church, I've still adapted those standards to my life to have benefit in it, and I don't want my social interactions with those people that I grew up with in church, to be kind of, like, bringing me back, backwards to places where it's, like, let's sit and gossip about everybody, let's sit and, you know, just, like, trash everybody, you know, and just look at everybody else's faults and problems, and, you know, I was just kind of, like, you know, I'm not saying that anybody even, like, was doing that, um... I'm just saying that, you know, I have to, like, put it out there because I know how it gets. You know, I know how it can get. To me, that's out of hand. You know, everyone's going to say something about somebody. You know, they're going to vent. They're going to be like, this person pissed me off. This person said this or that. You know, this person's a jerk. I get it. Like, fine. You know, fine. But I really um, have been kind of challenging myself to practice um, Like principles that I've learned that I kind of gravitate towards the ones that I notice are like the hardest ones and I think that is one of the hardest ones. I think the gossip topic, the gossip issue I think is probably one of the hardest things um, to challenge because if you speak up about it people are kind of like, how dare you? You know what I mean? And if you don't speak up about it, and if you just like leave the room or change the subject, people are still kind of like, how dare you? And if you just let it go on, then it, it just creates like a, it creates just like a toxic fume of, of, of energy, you know, and in the situation where it didn't even need to be there. It's like, We could have been perfectly fine at this beach sitting here staring at the water and not saying a thing and gotten more benefit from that time than sitting here trashing so-and-so or whoever's this and that or talking about, you know, did you know this person got an abortion? Do you know this person got a divorce? Do you know this person's cheating on whatever? It's like, I didn't need to hear that. I don't need to know that, you know, and once one person starts, it's really challenging to not want to chime in and just be like, oh yeah, I heard this other thing over here, you know, it just like, it just like, it kind of like, it kind of like, you almost like want to say something and it's like, why? Like, why would I need to say that? Like, what does it benefit any of these people? Like, it does kind of give you like a bit of a rush, um, if that makes sense. It's kind of like, um, (sighs) It gives. I don't know what what, what it is, but it kind of gives you, like, a bit of a rush. Um, it's slight. It's very subtle, but I think that's kind of what it is, that people like that feeling when they're in a social environment. It's, like, you have something in common you can talk about, and it kind of gives you all, like, a rush, and you can kind of just, like, all talk about it, and, like, you get, like, this emotional rush from it, kind of, Um and it, it it i think it does make people feel like they're more powerful they're more in control um just to kind of trash people especially if they're not there cuz a lot of those conversations wouldn't happen if if somebody was there and i'm not i'm not trying to say that like all the people i grew up with are like this or like anybody specific i grew up with is like that it's just you know it kind of just comes with the territory If you've been around, you know, um, I mean, people who grew up in conservative churches, you know what I mean. It's it's the only it's probably one of the only things that never really gets challenged. Um, You know, people will even talk about like, you know, the length of your dress or, you know, how many pieces of jewelry you have on before they'll challenge you on gossip, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, somehow it's socially acceptable, even though everybody knows it's not okay to gossip, nobody wants somebody gossiping about them, um, but it does kind of give people a rush to, like, hear the gossip and to, um, it kind of gives people, like, it, like, feeds something in them, um, I say them, myself included, like, I'm not, like, excluded from this, um, but I, I do think that people can do better. Like I, I, and there's this like fine line. I'm still studying on it. I'm still, it's something that I just don't understand why there's not a lot of information out there about it. But, um, it's just something that's like, I'm not trying to go back there. I'm not trying to go back to this is how I socialize. Cause that's not something I've been doing for almost like eight, nine eight, nine years or so, like a really, probably even longer than that, honestly, probably like almost 13, 14 years, like ever since I stopped hanging out with, um, like kind of the people that I knew from like really young ages, um, and I started just like branching out to people who were more, I don't really know what you call them, um, but you know, we would kind of call them like secular, even though I, I don't it sounds like it has like a negative connotation to it but just meaning like they're not necessarily religious people. Um it was kind of interesting cuz I'm I've always been pretty social and I've always been able to bounce between groups. So I always just found it like fascinating when I would come up into a group of people who were not religious people and I always felt so much better hanging out with them. And I was like this is not what I was taught. You know, I was taught that you know, there's going to be all this, like, peer pressure, and they're going to try to make you do what your religion tells you not to do, and, like, and nobody cared, you know, if you tell somebody you don't eat pork or you don't drink coffee, nobody was like, "Here, well, here's here's a pork chop and some freaking coffee, like, nobody was like that, people were actually more understanding um, than the religious people were, and I started noticing that more and more, I was like, these people Are more accepting of people's differences. They're more kind to people's differences. Like maybe they're not running around like praying in a church and like doing all these like religious things, you know, as a group of people, you know, but you know, they have in a lot of ways the social standards were higher. Like I learned that when I went to public school, I would just, I was just like saying whatever kind of BS. Um, I specifically remember saying, some kind of like ignorant like prejudice comment to one of my you know somebody I went to the Adventist school with that went to the public school with me and then maybe like a week or two into that school um we kind of saw each other around like lunchtime and I remember saying something like Somalians or Ethiopians like something about like how they look or something how they look weird or something like that Um, And I was, you know, doing that kind of like trying to be funny and sarcastic kind of thing. And like, I kind of noticed just from just picking up on the energy around me, I was like, ooh, I said something offensive. And that was probably one of the first times that I noticed um, that, you know, acting like that is probably not gonna get me very far um socially that people aren't gonna like me reacting that way um and I didn't even mean it like I I have nothing against Somalians Ethiopians nothing like that at all but you know I don't mind talking about on here the dumb shit that comes out of my mouth like I you know I was like this was like the year 2020 20, sorry the year like two 2000 or something like it was like Freaking like 22 years ago like I I wasn't saying anything that I um knew but that's kind of how I used to be you know like when I was at like the private school with my religious people you know we would always just talk like that socially there that was normal you would just be like say whatever to anybody you know like you'd be like, you know, somebody would get, like, new shoes or something, and, and somebody would come up to them and be like, oh, you think, you think you're think you cool now because you have, like, the newest Nikes or whatever, and, like, and they'd be like, oh, just kidding, just kidding, you know, like, stuff like that, like, just kind of, like, you know, just kind of, like, those little comments where you're just, like, just taking little digs at people, like, that was considered okay, you know, like, nobody would be like, don't say that kind of stuff, like, people would do it teachers would do it you know we go to church and the same teachers we went to we had at school would be at church you know and they'd be members of the congregation too and there would be people that were like teaching Sabbath school and teaching other types of things and like leadership positions in the church and stuff and they they kind of interacted the same way too like there was there was a whole lot of learning that had to go with you know not really socially being um, like that you know it was kind of just like why would you say something so stupid to somebody like why would you ever just come up to somebody unprovoked and just like look at something about them and make some kind of stupid comment that you thought might possibly get a rise out of somebody um, and then say you're just kidding and expect them not to be offended you know it's like you don't do that to people it's really not it's not good um but i learned that i learned that in a non religious environment you know it took being out of that religious environment to kind of know that that was not okay and you know that's why it, it can kind of be hard to like interact with people who are still very connected with that religious environment there's like a lot of stuff that they kind of do that I've kind of been like okay I don't do this anymore I don't think it's okay it's not really something that I ever liked I didn't see myself or anybody around me benefiting from it um and it's stuff like that that I've had to take just like one thing at a time and just like pick it apart and I'm still in the process of doing that but I would just take things and just pick them apart And just be like, okay, why would they teach us this? Why did they teach us that? You know, and I would read it and I would think about it and I would be like, okay, they're teaching us this to not do this thing because, you know, um, there's like a fear that you might actually, you know, um, is it really because of the fear that you might um, go, that you might get, tempted to kind of start doing things out of control or is it because you might find other things out there that the church doesn't believe in that you know now you've experienced those and you kind of can't go backwards from those experiences like all the positive experience I, experiences I had that were not from the religious environment um, were pretty much things that were taught to me that were not gonna ever happen you know like you're always kind of taught like you're not gonna fit in to that environment you know people aren't gonna be accepting of you Um, I mean I was running around the secular environment for a while with religious traditions and not one person in that environment was rude or mean to me about it and Whereas in the religious environment, it's, like, there was nothing you could ever do right, you know? It's, like, even though everybody was running around, screwing around, you know, like, um, you know, still the funniest thing to me it was when my friend sent me that Badventist, um, app, that, um, Badventist, um, uh, I think it was called Badventist. It's, like, this app, um... It's fake, but, like, there's a little YouTube video. I've talked about it before, and it it basically just shows, like, what if this app was, like, real that, like, is called Adventist Alert or something, and you could click it when you were around, you know, when you were in public places so you could see where the nearest Adventist was so that you weren't getting caught breaking the rules. Um, So things like, you know, ordering, like, bacon and ham and sausage or, you know, and pepperoni, I don't know what you put on pizzas, but, like, if that was, like, your pizza, and then somebody from your church walks in, and that's your pizza order, and they see that you have this loaded, meaty pizza full of pork, you know, and it's, like, in the in the video, the guy was, like, that's not mine, you know, it's kind of, like, he was, like, trying to, like, um, you know, act like, he doesn't order that kind of stuff when clearly he does just when nobody's looking. And, you know, we all did that kind of stuff. We all were just like running around doing whatever when we thought nobody was looking. It wasn't so much about like pleasing God or pleasing, you know, like, you know, sticking to like a tradition. It was more so like, is somebody else going to find me doing this thing? the thing that's not even really wrong or like that big of a deal like usually it wasn't like something wrong or like big of a deal it was like eating bacon or pork on your pizza like whatever you know at the end of the day whatever you know what I mean um I mean I can understand if they were coming at it from a perspective of like animal life is valuable and exploiting animals and animal cruelty is wrong and you know the milk that we get from these cows for the cheese and the you know you know the benefits of a vegan organic lifestyle like i can understand if they were coming at it from that perspective of like hey let me encourage you to make some healthy choices because this choice kind of isn't really the best for you know animals and for you know animal um, well-being and for, you know, your own physical health um, and longevity, nobody was coming at it from that perspective. People were coming at it from a perspective of, I hope I don't get caught by doing this thing um, because I pretty much like to pretend like I don't do it. Um, everyone was kind of doing it that way. So, um, yeah, I found that interesting, but... Yeah, I've kind of been, like, all over the place with stuff, um, and that's just kind of some stuff that comes up when I'm just, like, okay, do I really want to, like, interact with people that I knew from before that are, um, from, you know, old times, um, and people called me out on it. They've been like, "Yeah, it seems like you're kind of avoiding us." And I'm like, "Yeah, I am," you know, because like I want things to be a certain way, like for my own well being. I feel like when I interact with people, it needs to be a certain way. Like, of course, it's not going to be a hundred percent that way. I'm not saying I never gossip or that I never do or say stupid shit to people. I totally do, you know. Um, but you know, I think that you know, it's not okay. It's not something to be, like, acceptable. But, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's just kind of a, it's it's been a, a lot of years of um, this whole experience of trying to, like, just get rid of stuff that doesn't work for me um, and just kind of try to, like, craft and form a life that works better for me. Um, and a lot of it's kind of trial and error, a lot of it's challenging what I've been taught. Um, so it is kind of hard to be back in like a household where it's like, there's still some stuff that just never was fully resolved. I left it as it was. And then I come back and it's like, oh this again, you know, I feel like it's harder to address with family than it is to address with like friends I grew up with. Um, I mean, the friends I grew up with is kind of interesting because, um, everybody's pretty intellectual. Um, I mean, Adventist people, you know, we grow up around an educational tradition of like challenging things, um, an educational tradition even in religion of like learning, and you know, really knowing, you know the background of things, the culture of things, Um, it's not uncommon, like, uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people who are religious, or of a religion that don't really, like, participate, but most Adventists are very, you know, participating in their religion, Um, at least the people I grew up with, like, hardly anybody ever missed church, and it wasn't even because somebody would judge you on it, like, it was common for people to miss church, but the people I kind of knew uh, the majority of us were there like every single week, you know, just about. And so um, it's just what we did, you know, just like I mentioned before, some people you wake up, you eat breakfast like every day. It's just something you do. You don't really skip it. You're not going to not eat till lunch. Like that's not how your life is, you know. Um, So people drink coffee like every single day. Like some people don't. Like church was kind of just like that. It was just I never really thought about that I didn't want to go or whatever. I would just wake up and go. Like, I was always happy to see my friends. I was always happy to, like, interact. Um, But the quality, I was like, you know, there's something about this quality that just felt like it wasn't something that I really wanted full-time, all the time, forever. And then when I noticed that I didn't have to have a lot of that negativity around me to that extent... Like, there's always going to be negativity everywhere, but, you know, it's kind of, you know, I feel like most times in life, people expect to be moving forward all the time, and I had quite a few years of life where I was kind of just moving forward, moving forward in a lot of ways, and now it's like, okay, my mind, my heart, my soul is forward in a lot of different directions, and then physically, my body is, like, placed back into, like, backwards, you know. It's like how are we going back? You know, how are we going backwards here, you know? So, I mean, I I do often look look back and reflect on things in my life and often notice that I'm where I need to be at any place in time. So, all the things that even when I have gone through them, I've always noticed later on that, like, when I was there, that was perfect for me as far as, like, personal growth and things, um, you know, where I went to school at a public high school instead of, like, going into an Adventist academy or something or an Adventist boarding school or something, I think the way I learned to interact with people was far different than I probably would have learned at a different school like that. Um, I think um, going to a, um, you know, branching outside of my church and noticing that there are other churches that were Adventist churches, they kind of did things a little differently and that were socially a little bit closer to what I was really looking for. And people being able to, like, go out places at night and stuff and, like, hang out and, like, create a sense of community, you know, um, of people that we didn't even grow up together, but we all kind of met around college and grad school age. That was cool, too. You know, being at a university, a couple universities where, you know, I had to commute and then, you know, sit in all the traffic and do all that jazz, but then meeting friends that were, like, totally awesome, super cool people that I still even talk to today, I mean, that was definitely life-changing, um, you know, moving down to San Diego, you know, not getting into the schools that I thought I was going to get into, I mean, like, I went from thinking I was going to get into Vanderbilt, to not getting into Vanderbilt, to getting into a different school, and not even even finishing the program, I mean, like, who could even guess that something like that's going to happen, and, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, I came out of it with the job that I wanted, anyways. And, you know, surprisingly, I ended up now at this point in my life when I'm not really even into, you know, clinical work. And it's like, you know, if I would have gone through and gotten the doctorate, you know, I wouldn't even have been working in the field. Well, I would have been in a form of working, but I don't think I would have. I think I pretty much surely would have burned out by now, you know, um, cause all I've been really doing is working all that's all I've really been doing for the past, like six or so years. is just like working, um, working and just like hanging out with friends. Like, I mean, that's, that's a decent life to me. It's like, I never had the opportunity to do that. All I was doing before was like school, church, work sports, like, I never really had, like, a life where I was just, like, social, like, I did, but it wasn't, like, social the way I wanted to be, I wanted it to be, it was social, but in a different kind of way, and I would go and be social, um, and I really benefited from it, and, um you know, just going out, being social, and hanging out with, you know, friends, and just wake up, go to work the next day, and, you know, I wasn't really saving all the time or, like, thinking about my finances. I was just like, whatever, those student loans can wait and I'm just going to, like, hang out and, like, spend my money, you know, like, I worked for it, I'm just going to spend it. And, you know, I'm glad I had a few years to do that, even though it was, like, not maybe the most financially responsible. It was, a, it was, it was, I think it was much needed, um... And then the pandemic really slowed me way down, and then I was like, okay, well, party's over, you know? Like, I can't just be partying all day anymore because the party is closed. Uh, The doors are closed, there's no party. Um, And so then a lot of my party friends, you know, I had to really get to know them because all we did was sit around and talk because there was nowhere to party. And so we did that for a couple years, Um, and then... Now I just like suddenly moved, you know, and so it's kind of like I feel like I've definitely grown over the years and developed a lot of uh, different styles of thinking about things. Um, I mean, I'm still not where I want to be, like not really like talking down about myself, but I'm not really where I want to be with things like there's still things that I'm still slowly trying to work through. But, you know, it's, like, I feel like there are areas of my life where it seems like things are going backwards, um, and then, like, ultimately, it's, like, it's, it's another beneficial phase for me, um, when I look back at it, it's, like, this was a beneficial phase for me. It's, like, right now, it is a challenge to be, like, back in a, in in an environment that's kind of, like, I've... I definitely was like not trying to like quickly run back to like it and it wasn't even like toxic or negative necessarily like that but like I was trying not to really run back to it I was kind of just like you know like I you know there's a lot that I felt like I didn't really need um but being in LA really you know does kind of put me around a whole lot more creative people like, I th- I think all my friends out, out this way, you know, are very creative, very musical, um, pretty much everybody I know, you know, at-, at the drop of a hat is willing to just, like, jam, you know, I've got friends that are, like, yo, you should come up to this drum circle, or, like, you should just come over, next time you come over here, bring your guitar, like, we'll just find a spot, and just, like, jam, and it's just, like, you know in San Diego I don't really have that so much it's more like people just want to go out and like drink and party and like that's fun too but it's like or I have other friends you know we like to catch up and like or go to concerts and like we have fun you know it's just you know different friends you can do different things with different people and in LA it's definitely more of a creative vibe for me out here um which I literally I pretty much I pretty much gave a lot of that up like not permanently. I always knew I'd bounce back into it, but I pretty much gave a lot of it up because I was like, well, you know, it was a bit of an inconvenience because it's like I was doing other things. I was either studying or partying or working and kind of exhausted. So I just kind of let a lot of the creative stuff go and kind of channeled more of that energy into my partying. Um, And that was fine for me. Like i I think I needed to party for a while because I never really got to do it for too long and then, or at all. Like, when I was doing it before I moved to San Diego, I was like totally like, um, just like under the radar, kind of like sneaking, sneak into a sneak to go party. You know, it was never during church hours or anything like that. It was always just like, like that, so um yeah that's kind of where I'm at with things but you know I'm 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 trying to work on kind of just like how I feel about situations. Like it's it's kinda like a bit of um it's it's totally a mixed bag of emotions about everything. I'm just like I don't even know how to feel about things I'm just kind of like, eh. How are things? I don't even know. Like they're good. I mean, they are. They're good. You know, they're not really. Things aren't exactly where I want them to be, but I'm also kind of figuring out what, what I want them to be. Um, kind of like in a transitional phase for sure, and then um. You know I don't. You know it's not. Um, it's not like. Bad. Um, I mean, it might seem like it's bad, but it's like, um, I feel like whenever there's, like, some kind of pain involved, there's going to be growth, and that's kind of how I'm seeing, you know, I've got all this kind of, like, emotional fluctuation going on in the past couple months, and I'm like, you know it's because, you know, I'm growing in some way or another, like, I don't really see it fully as I do right now, like, I can't really fully see it from where I'm at right now, but I'm pretty sure once this phase kind of passes, I'm gonna be more in to where I need to be, like, wherever this phase is leading me to be, I'm gonna get there, um, it really just takes a lot of reflecting every day, and a lot of, um, just looking at things every day and trying to step back even more and like looking at different patterns that I notice and just being like, okay, like this is a pattern that I like. This is one that I really hate, you know, like trying to get like further and further away from the stuff that I'm not really interested in, um, having in my life. Like, I think I mentioned like before I moved because I was trying to move so fast, you know, it kind of forced me to, throw out a bunch of my stuff so next time when I do move I hardly have anything like literally I'm just gonna move my clothes and my instruments that's it like I ain't got nothing you know I got a keyboard a keyboard I've had since I was like probably eight or nine um or ten or something I've got a guitar um another guitar I've now got a drug machine again um and some software and stuff, and yeah, other than that, you know, I don't really need much more, um, you know, I've got my friends and family where they're at, and, um, you know, they're accessible easily, you know, I don't have anyone in my life that's hard to kind of engage with, um, but... Yeah, I think I think for me lately, it's just kind of a, a hard lot, a thin line between, like, communicating what I kind of need from people versus actually just, like, avoiding it because it's, I don't really think it's going to come out nice. Like, how do you tell somebody to stop talking to you, you know? It's like, people don't take that well, you know, if you're just like, dude, like, I just need silence. It's like, you know, I'm a very, you know, I like to think you know and I don't really like my thoughts being like very disrupt like interrupted um and when I'm paying attention to something I don't really like it to be like super interrupted you know like I like to focus on what I'm focusing on and so you know sometimes I'm like just because I'm out in a public space focusing on something doesn't mean that I want somebody to distract my focus into whatever they want to focus on it's like no like I wasn't trying to like focus on what you're trying to think about I'm in my head about this other thing or I'm watching this thing directly like entertained by it or like getting ideas from it or whatever like I'm not trying to like engage in conversation about your day or about anything you know and yeah it's selfish you know but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I've already given eight hours of my day to other people. You know, it's like, what am I going to do? You know, so I do think it would be better for me to get out of that kind of environment where I'm just giving away so much of my energy. I'm just you can tell I'm just like over it. Um, And I've gotten rid of pretty much everything in my life that was just there that I didn't need um like yeah just everything I would have moved moved with me um that I don't even need like bedding like some kind of like old stuff um that I never really use um you know I only took the stuff that I need and I feel good about that, you know, like, it was a bit of a feel of, I don't really want to call it grieving, grieving. It's not, it wasn't like fully grieving, but it was, there is a sense of loss, um, definitely the loss of familiarity of like things that I like to do, places I like to just easily go. Um, like out here in LA, I have the beach or whatever, you know, friends that are like right nearby like most of my friends out here that are well i have friends that live up to like 30 40 50 miles away and then i have friends that live like 10 minutes away 15 minutes away like so you know i've got friends all over the place um and tons of like social environments that you know if i just walked in you know i could you know, be a part of it, like, as far as churches and, like, Bible studies and Vespers and church groups and stuff, I could walk into any of those, pretty much almost any day of the week, there's one that I could probably go to, um, and it's just not really something I'm interested in at the moment, but, you know, if I really was feeling like I wanted to engage with people, I could totally do that, but, um, I don't know, it's just, a lot of uh <sighs> it's tiring. It's definitely tiring and it it definitely affects my mood. It's just a lot. It's 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 definitely a drain. Um but in a good way too. It's like I'm learning from it, but it's just like it's more challenging than just waking up and just like having my routine and just going through the motions of my routine like it's like I never know how I'm gonna feel when I wake up I never know what's gonna happen I never know who's gonna call for during work and what the situation's gonna be then after work I don't know how I'm gonna feel like I made plans to go do something with some friends tomorrow and I don't even know if I'm gonna feel like I want to do it but now it's like well I'm kind of obligated because I said I was going to So, and I don't really like backing out on people, especially, um, just, especially with this specific, um, hangout because of how we were kind of setting some, uh, I guess like early boundary setting or just like early kind of like, okay, like we haven't really interacted like too much outside of like Christmas and that kind of thing, you know, like I'd like to see you, you know, um, because we literally live, like, 15, 10 minutes from each other, like, you know, we could ride bikes to each other's houses, like, it's really not that far, um, but, you know, it's also not, like, that easy to just be, like, um, I don't know. I think it it was a little rocky. Um trying to like start trying to interact a little more. But I think it went well and we made, we made the plans and I think we we all know what we expect from one another. So that's a good place to start. But it's just not um It's just not uh, to, um, I don't know, like, I've never, I've, I don't even know, man, I've never done anything like that before, really, I've never just been, like, look, if we're gonna hang, it needs to be like this, because I just can't right now, you know, it's, like, and then having people be, like, wait, what do you mean, <laughs> you know, and then I, like, explain it, and then they're, like, oh, all right, cool, you know, it's, like, all right <laughs> so I mean, to me, it's kind of weird um certainly, I feel weird about it it's it's really it's really odd um um it's definitely an odd experience um but I think the people that I grew up with, there's a lot of maturity there um, and like I said, like there is a lot of emotional intelligence, even if people don't always like use it, I feel like, because we grew up in such social environments, um, you know, and educational environments, we're able to, like, think about things, and, like, talk about things, and, like, I mean, none of us is gonna really, like, avoid the others, you know, just because, like, like, we all have faults, we all know them, we were all there when we were all growing up, and so, like, we kind of know, you know, like, we knew each other before we had, like, any type of social skills, um, you know, we knew each other when we were kind of in, like, some bad places, um, and didn't really have direction or independence, and we kind of knew what everybody grew up with, with their households, like, we hook out at each other's houses all the time, so, like, we knew what the household environments were like, and what, whose siblings were like what, whose parents were like what, um, we kind of all, like, knew each other, um, very well, um, and I would definitely say, you know, they're, they're more like family, like, and it's kind of hard to really even, like, explain that to people, but, um, You know, I didn't grow up so much around like all my blood cousins and like everything like that. But like when you think about if you see somebody every day, you have the same classes together because you're in the same cohort. You have the same um, church together. You're in the same Sabbath school. You're at the same Vespers. You're at the same sports league. You know, we spent every single day together for like years like decades, you know, we spent every day together, pretty much, and so it's like, you know, I saw and talked to these people more than, more than probably some of my own family members, for sure, like, you know, they're the local people right there, and, you know, it's like, you can go 10 years without seeing each other, five years, you know, whatever, but it's like, I mean, we all kind of, you can't, like, rebuild a backstory like that you know like it's gonna be there forever and so I think there is this kind of understanding This like okay like we're all fuck-ups and like you know but we've all also changed and so it's kind of like you know it's kind of in a way nice to be able to just be like this is how I need my life to be like can you can you can you gel with that and then if people are just like cool then it's like all right cool you know like it doesn't need to be like some big thing but um kind of was, like, we're able to, like, argue, argue through things, and then just, like, okay, we just had an argument, like, whatever, like, you know, who's, who's ordering pizza this time, like, nobody really cares, like, it's not really, like, um, it's just kind of something that you don't really get with a lot of people, um, and it's kind of hard to explain, um, when you have, like, a a connection through religion with people, it's kind of, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's just really hard to explain, but, um, it's different than a connection through school, or work, or whatever, it's, it's some other thing, um, it's, like, a different type of dysfunctional family, it's not a blood relative family, it's another type of family, where it's, like, you're growing spiritually together, um, but it's, like, also it's kind of like you don't talk about it so it's kind of like okay if I'm gonna bring it up and I'm like dude I'm gonna freaking talk about this you know (laughs) like it's kind of like that's not really a thing that you do at these kind of churches you don't really like bring stuff up and challenge like challenge the way that that things that that, that, the things that don't work are going. You you're supposed to just keep your mouth shut and go along with the flow. And I kind of refuse to do that and you know, we'll see where this goes. But um you know, I'm not saying that I'm that I'm that I'm, you know, better than anybody. I'm just saying like there's some stuff that I noticed in my life that didn't work for me, so I got rid of it. And if I'm going to be interacting with people, I'm not trying to be, like, be around that anymore. Like, I don't really see the point. It's almost kind of, I feel like it's almost kind of like, and I can't, I can't say because, you know, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to come off as an ignorant comment, but it's almost like when you, um, when you, um, like when somebody's, like, into alcohol or some kind of drugs or something And they're just like, okay, like, is this going to be, like, a dry party? Is this going to be, like, you know, is there going to be alcohol there? Like, you kind of, like, want to know beforehand, like, what you're getting yourself into, you know, because you're not trying to get, you know, sent backwards, you know, to some place that you were working so hard to, like, get away from. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, and I don't even know because I've never been to, like, AA or anything like that, but... I don't really know, like, it's, um, it's, um, it's just a lot of complex stuff, um, I kind of like the fact that, like, hey, there's stuff happening in my life, but it's, like, uh it's, like, I wish, in a way, that it would just go away, and I would just, like, be able to, like, wake up and just, like, go with the flow and, like, not have to think so much, But it's also been a while since I've had, like, energy to, like, think about stuff because I was so busy dealing with all my freaking crazy roommates that, like, they just consumed all my extra energy outside of work. It's, like, what little energy I had went from not popping off on those people. And so, you know, now that I have other energy, it's, like, I don't want to be, like, popping off on people, you know, but I kind of need things to be, like, a certain way. Um and again, not perfection, I mean, like, whatever, who knows who's gonna say what, you know, people hurt each other's feelings, people are insensitive, you know, everyone's going through their own shit, you know, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, like, I've got my own things going on, you know, I can't be letting people get in my way, you know, like, and I'm kind of just putting that out there, um, And I don't really have anybody in my life that's really getting in my way right now, in all honesty. And so, um, that's kind of a blessing. But it is kind of also a little hard to adapt to. Which is weird. It's just like, you know, I almost, like, expect, you know, I'm still kind of like, like, eh, I don't know. Like, this might be the time that, like, somebody just proves that I, you know, thought what was gonna happen actually happened, you know, it's, like, so I'm, I'm trying to, like, just figure things out as I go, um, I don't know, the dynamics of things are, like, super complex right now, it's, um, I don't even know what to say, it's, like, a lot, (laughs) like, um, yeah, I'm definitely being pulled in a lot of different directions, and it's not, it's not a bad thing, it's just, like, I've kind of been, you know, I I adapted to kind of just doing the same thing with the same people at the same places, um, for, like, years now, and so to kind of take me out of that and just throw me back into some other thing, where it's, like, now I gotta navigate this, um, it could be easier, (laughs) um, But I don't know, because there was there was no way I could have gotten anywhere staying where I was like in a stagnant position. Something was going to have to change. And I, you know, I knew I was like, that's why I was avoiding it for so long, too. I was like, you know, this next change is going to have to be pretty fucking drastic. Like, I can't just like sit here like it's going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to like uproot everything um, whether that was move, move to Mexico or move, you know, um, like, you know, leave a job that I was actually liking, um, at the time, like around 20, early 2020, like leave that job and go into some completely different job, um, where I didn't know anybody. And then I ended up going into a job where I met like great people and I knew some people too. Um, which I didn't expect. And, you know, now this job, I've kind of outgrown it. Um, I've kind of outgrown this job. I'm just trying to figure out where is next. Like, I have defaults, but I'm trying kind of not to do the defaults. I'm trying to kind of, like, go with where I know I should be going which, you know, is not easy, I am not good at that, that's what got me into clinical in the first place, was I stumbled my ass into it, um, because I knew that's where I should be, because I felt like I was being called towards it, and I know for a fact that's the kind of work I should have been doing, and I ran, I ran like fucking Joe Ben, or Jonah, I was just like, hell no, I'm not going into that, I'm not gonna do that, it's too hard, it's too emotionally taxing, I'm not going to be able to, like, handle hearing all these people's, you know, traumatic life stories, and, like, I would just rather go, just give me a computer and some numbers and some freaking diagrams and, like, put me in front of a computer and some numbers and some diagrams, like, I don't want to deal with people's issues, you know, it's too, it's too much to deal with, um but I kind of already knew that, like, when my time is done with it, I will know, and I know, you know, I, you know, I'm able to kind of tune into that, and I'm like, I've, it's, it's overdue, I've, I've been done, I've been done with, with this, uh, with this, you know, field for now, I've been done, I'm just doing it because I need a routine, right now, it's like, the thing that's sustaining my routine um, I could probably even get unemployment and I get like way more money than I'm already getting paid now, like um, you know I have a good work history um, i I feel good about the work I've done over the years, like um, I feel like I definitely did my part, like I was thinking about it before, how we were raised in like a you know, another part of Adventist culture is like um, being being raised to think about doing mission work and giving giving back. You know, you're always thinking about giving. You're, you're not really always thinking about yourself. You're thinking about giving back to your community, um, whether it's financially or teaching or um, service of some kind, either at the church or community service like, we were, you know, I, I don't think I ever grew up with an idea of, like, I don't feel like doing that, like, in my mind, it was always, like, how will this serve people, how will this be helpful, you know, um, I kind of grew up with this, like, selfless mindset, like, how would this help somebody, how is this gonna, you know, uh, help, help somebody else, you know, like, um, what I'm doing, you know, how is this, how is this going to be for somebody else? Like there was always that in the mind. Um, and, you know, I do think that, you know, doing clinical work was kind of my mission um, for the time being. And, you know, it's kind of hard to just be like, bye, but Also, it's, like, I literally cannot, you know? Like, if I have to think that this is what I'm going to do forever, I literally cannot. But, um, at least not as it is. Like, if there was, like, a form of it that I could kind of vibe with, because I don't really know exactly all the kind of stuff that's out there, but, um, I'd rather like to be on another end of it, not exactly where I'm at right now with it, um, not, like, direct intervention, Um, from, like, the depths of, you know, of people's sorrows. It's just, like, it's just a lot, you know? I'm just, like, yeah, I'm so over this. Um, I'm over the system. Not so much over the clients. I'm just over dealing with this screwed-up system, honestly. It's just not, um, it's not worth my time in this way. I don't, I feel like my time and energy could be spent better doing something else, um, and whatever that is, you know, I'm not spending my eight hours of the day doing that right now, so, um, you know, I'm getting there, um, we'll see, I'm, you know, I'm not talking too directly about some stuff that I'm involved with, because I like to put that energy into action and not into talk. I'm a very big believer on not talking about things until I'm actually literally doing them, um, and until I'm actually established in doing them, because then it'll just be ideas and ideas and ideas, and I don't like I don't like ideas. I do like ideas, but I don't like ideas that you know. I'm not turning into actions. If it's something that I'm trying to put into action, I want to wait until I'm actually in action. And so, um, it's a freaking journey. Um, I think everybody's on a journey right now. It's not just me, but I don't know. This is kind of how I think when I'm a little on the stoned, end, I can kind of like think things through like this and just be like, You know, it's a little, a little heavy, but I try not to let it get like, it's not really sad. It should be good, but it's like, I really am not one of those people that loves change. I, I'm just like, I just want this part to be like passed over with and into the next phase, but I know it takes steps and I don't. Like the process of all the steps. I mean, it takes so long to just like phase out of one thing and into another. Like you know, I even think about when I got into grad school and the whole process of all the freaking applications and getting all the letters and taking the exams and sending all my scores and all this studying and like it was it wasn't like okay, I want to go to grad school and I just woke up one day and just like started. Like it took years. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I can take years right now, you know? I'm like, I wasn't really at a a state of mind where I was trying to take years to try to do something different. Like, I don't want to take years, you know? Like, I'm just like, that that part is like, I don't know how long this process is going to take. And I don't really want to take years, um i don't I don't want to take years, but then again, you know, and I'm not trying to like talk shit about people, but you know I have a lot of friends in in San Diego that you know I'm happy for them, you know they're making like three four times the amount of money that they were making before, you know, and they're financially becoming very successful, and you know, I haven't really talked to many of them that like their like their jobs, you know, and I'm kind of just like it's kind of making me question, I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't really know, like, um, I don't, I just, I just don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting to hear that, you know, that people don't like what they're doing, um, or, you know, that it could be, like, way better, you know, to some extent for some people, and, like, I wasn't expecting to, like, hear, that, you know, a lot of their job environments aren't really what they want, even though they're making so much money. And in my head, I'm like, damn, y'all are making like so much money. Like, um, I mean, I got friends making like nearly like $90 an hour. You know, it's like it's a lot of money. They're making good freaking money. And that's like I've mentioned before, you know, we were making like $18, 19 an hour or so with master's degrees living in freaking like San Diego, you know, with student loans and like debt, you know, like we didn't have any money. I mean, it was still above minimum wage, but like at the end of the day, after they take all the you know, you you contribute to your retirement and they take out the taxes and then you get all your like medical deductions and then, you know, you pay off some loans, like you're not getting the full amount of your paycheck. You know, the eighteen, nineteen dollars an hour was yeah, that was a just for now kinda of thing. Um but I knew when I stepped into this job, um I was already ready to phase out of the other job, but I knew when I stepped into this job that it wasn't forever. I remember telling people that. I was like, yeah, this is cool for now. Because it's cushy. It's remote. It's something new. it It's less intensive than the previous job. And it pays more. So I'm like, whatever. it's It's chill. It's fine. It has its benefits to it. I save more money. I make more money. I save more money. I save more energy. I save more time. But, you know, I'm not fully getting everything I need out of this job either. So, and it's not really that the job has to give me something, but I know it's not really where I need to be, so, um, it's just, it's just, it's confusing, it's, it's kind of confusing, but I, I can kind of see that, like, I can follow a path where I'm meant to be, and, um, I can follow that path. And I can tell when it has changed into you need to go a different direction now because you've reached the end of this path and you don't need to be here anymore. You're repeating this again and you don't need to be here anymore. That's kind of how I feel about it. I know for a fact that that's what's happening in my life. Um, I'm very connected with that kind of uh, change and shift um, in my life. Um, I've never been too without direction. It's like, I feel like I have direction, but I'm also avoiding it because that's what I tend to do. I kind of tell myself, you know, that route is going to be maybe challenging in some way or another. And so why would I go that route? You know, when I can stay at this easy job, you know, that just pays my bills and, You know, I don't even have to, like, think about what I do. I just log in, do my work, answer the calls, do what they need, and then log off and then get on with my day. Like, it's not that big of a challenge, Um, but I do also need challenge. You know, I I don't do good when I'm just, like, stagnant and just, like, not learning on the job and not you know, enthusiastic about it, and, like, you know, the rapport with the clients isn't even, like, it's not that we don't have good rapport, it's just kind of, like, they don't need us, um, they kind of do at the start, but then it kind of lingers to a point where it's, like, they don't really need us after a while, but we just kind of, we have to have a caseload, and they kind of don't really want to let go of the support a little bit, even though it's not a necessity, it's just kind of like we're just extra people that just happen to be there, so um I don't know we'll see um we'll see, but this is my this is my um rant about a life path and just kind of like um, where where I've kind of come from and where I'm kind of heading kind of my process behind it all. Um, There's like so many, so many areas. It's just like, it just literally feels like, like, like a big purge in my life. Like, it's just like, okay, everything is just shifted and out of the way. And now you just need to move in this direction. You know, like I've got really nothing holding me back like I don't even have to work, you know, I don't. Um, I really don't have to work like at the moment, you know, I could stop working. Um, I just know myself that when I'm not working, I usually just I need a schedule, you know, I need to be up you know i'm already awake and sleeping at whatever the heck hours like i need some i need structure as much structure as possible and clinical work keeps me pretty structured and organized a little bit cuz i have to be functional for work um i can't be just like not functional um i have to be like bringing my a game um uh I probably should have recorded different podcasts today, but this is the one because I'm spending almost two hours on it. So, um, I'm losing my voice too, <laughs> which is like a new theme in my life since COVID. It's like now I'm always losing my voice now. But, um, yeah, hope it's not too heavy. I'm not trying to be like a downer. It's just like, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Um... I'm just kind of looking at things from, like, all these different angles, and it's like, there's a lot of freaking angles to work with here, um, but, yeah, well, I'm just gonna stop talking, um, so that's it for now, but thanks for listening.